podcast with Kaylin and Kylie, a podcast from two girls who can read, but lowering your expectations can only help. In this episode, we discuss some of our recent reads. We hope you enjoy our thoughts and many of our unsolicited opinions. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) That took quite a while. Sorry, I it's okay. Download it again because, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the phone. phone. Yeah, I didn't think about that until I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have the app. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't think about it either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, also, my phone's not notifying me when, when people are texting. I don't know if I did something to the settings, but we'll look at that later because I didn't get your text and I was like, what, what's taking her so long? I was just like jamming to music on Spotify. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Um, I was going to say something, but I already forgot. My brain is just so bad. I I think I just have really bad memory. Me too. Me uh. too. I've been feeling that, that fogginess. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, what's yes. new with you? So, um, nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have been doing a little bit more reading. I suddenly got like a a weird like book craving do you ever get those um for I really want to read about cults and I really want to read about Greek mythology (laughs) and I like it hit me really suddenly because I was getting really bored with my current read which we'll talk about in a little bit so I was like what would I rather be reading and I had to like actually dig deep and I was like I really want to read about a cult I don't know why I've never had this urge before but so I bought um a cult book (laughs) oh okay so I'm really excited well here's the thing I'm kind of excited um about reading The Girls by Emma Klein um it's a book that I've never heard anyone else mention I don't know if it's like popular or not but I literally just googled cult books (laughs) and um this was one that came up because I didn't want to read like a um like a nonfiction account or something. Like I didn't want to do like a true crime book. Mm-hmm. I wanted a fictional book about a cult. So this one apparently is like inspired by the Manson murders, but mm-hmm. it's not specifically the Manson murders. It's yeah. Ma- Manson fanfic. I guess. Oh, <laughs> that sounds exciting actually, because I don't care about the Manson family. I think it's a little boring and I mm. think Charles Manson is an idiot. Um, yeah. But I think the whole, like, dynamic of those girls specifically is very interesting. So the fact that there's a fictional story about it is so cool. Yeah, that's what kind of drew me in. Because I agree, like, I didn't really want to learn about the actual Manson family. But um, I just really was, like, feeling the need to read something culty. I don't know. But I have a feeling that it's going to touch on a lot of the themes that, like, our favorite Dark Academia, like, books talk about, like, I think we're going to get some like bunny vibes and some the secret history vibes because um, even like on the back of the book, it talks about like the girl who gets kind of sucked into the cult really wants that feeling of belonging. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. So I don't think it's going to be dark academia. It's not set in like a school setting, obviously, but I do think that we'll get that same like emotional response as the dark academia. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's yeah. what I'm excited about. You know what I don't like? Hmm. Um, or it doesn't really, it's not like, terrible but I wish I could find a book where 
it's not like a main character being added into something. So like how you're saying like the main character of that book or one of the mm-hmm. girls is introduced into the cult life or like mm-hmm. how bunny like Samantha was introduced to the bunnies. I want to yeah. read something where it's like just about like the group. Yeah. Like I want to like be just already thrown into it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be the like one who comes into it and is like, this is kind of weird. Like I want to be already like, um, like a part in. of it yeah I want to be like yeah. yeah this is totally normal yeah and it'd be cool to like kind of have it like have a book that starts out like that and then you get like maybe flashbacks or something on like how they each joined but like it's already an established yeah. thing um I think that would be cool maybe this it exists awesome. <laughs> it probably does honestly yeah. like my brain doesn't come up with anything new nothing new nothing changed same I old wish I, I wish I could google specific plots and have <laughs> like have Google be like, oh, that sounds like this book. <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. But yeah. that's, that's what I was really trying to do was with like, because um, my boyfriend and I went to Barnes and Noble. We take our our dog there sometimes um, for dates just to get out of the house. And even if I don't plan on buying something, we just like to kind of take my dog Cusco around. Cute um, date. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and Ryan likes it because he can look at um, records and stuff like that. So I go look at books and we have Cusco like run back and forth between us. Like the Barnes and Noble people know us um, kind of. So they re- <laughs> they recognize Cusco at least. They don't know us, but they recognize. They dogs. know him. He's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, he is a local celebrity. Um, but anyway, so I was like, I don't know, the craving like set in like right when we got to the bookstore. I was like, I really should have done my research before. So I'm not just like standing in front of a shelf on my phone like cold book um like, greek mythology book not percy jackson because <laughs> i love percy jackson i just already read it um, yeah and i didn't want ya um mm-hmm. so yeah so i was like trying to you know get a very specific outcome and a lot of the cult books are like you know they're like historical tellings or whatever mm-hmm. um so it was hard to find a fiction one. And this one, honestly, like I looked it up on Goodreads and it has like a 3.4 or something. Like it's not, oh, no. <laughs> it's not very good on Goodreads. But I was like, you know what? Sometimes you just, you have a craving for a specific topic and you just have to mm-hmm. hope for the best. Yeah. So. And you might love it. I'm starting to realize that I'm liking, like, it just depends on the story, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I need to not look at the rating so much. Like I think Bunny was kind of like a 3.5 or something like that. And yeah. I loved it. So mm-hmm. It's yeah, I feel like ratings are, you know, obviously arbitrary, but yeah, you know, it's very subjective. I think what I've started to kind of look at is like not just the overall rating, but like, okay, how many five stars does it have? How many four stars does it have? Because you know, it shows you on Goodreads Mm -hmm. in that little section. So I'm like, okay, if it's like half five stars and half one stars, so it evens out at a three, then I'm more willing to give it a chance, I think, because it's like, okay, this is clearly just divisive. Yeah. Um, And I've started. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I've started reading um, three-star reviews to see Mm -hmm. if, like, is it something I'm going to hate because they also hated that same thing? Or is it just, like, Mm -hmm. they don't like that certain type of thing? Yeah, that's that's really smart, too. Because, yeah, sometimes people rate perfectly good books as a three-star because it just didn't really resonate with them personally. Mm Because I'm that way, too. Like, for... Like, there are plenty of, like, good books that I might even recommend to a friend, like, if I know that they're into a certain thing, that I give three stars because I wasn't into that certain thing, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, a four star is something that, like, I have to be kind of obsessed with. So, yeah. So, that was my, like, current read um, or, like, current pick. I haven't started it yet. The cover is kind of cute. The cover is actually kind of almost Daisy Jones-ish, but it's, like, 
um, red and blue instead of like the retro, like orangish stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like a girl, like a close up of a girl's face, and she's wearing sunglasses and she has kind of a mysterious look or like an aloof look on her face. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. But um, that yeah, sounds so, interesting. Yeah. Um, so what have you been reading? I know you read like a million books at a time, so <laughs> <laughs> um, not much. I'll get into like, I let's see, it's like six books, and I'll like kind of touch on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to tell you like some other things um, mm-hmm. first, like just some other like small topics. Okay. Um, I wrote like a list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you, um, what was it? I wrote down Starbucks story, but now I don't remember the story. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh I remember. I, I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I might cut it cause it's not that interesting. Um, mm-hmm. but earlier I went to Starbucks today and, um, this just is like a perfect example of my anxiety. Um, uh-huh. But <laughs> I ordered, I was like, hi, can I get a cloud mark? Sorry, a cloud macchiato. And she goes, yeah, a caramel macchiato. And I literally had, I literally had the chance to say, no, sorry, a cloud macchiato. But all I said was, <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, just like the worst. <laughs> It's hard to correct people because you don't want to come off as like, you know, you're having a tone or something. You know, it's very difficult to like correct people. I do the same thing, especially if someone just like didn't hear me and I've had to like repeat it a couple of times. And then I'm like, I get nervous of like how I'm coming off, but then it's more rude to be like, never mind. So Mm -hmm. that just like drives my anxiety like through the roof it's like my least favorite situation to be in I'm like am I mumbling or like is it just loud in here um yeah <laughs> it's my least favorite <laughs> anxiety inducing mm-hmm. but yeah along the same lines of Starbucks though I tried um a matcha green tea latte the other day oh that sounds uh, good sounds good it looks beautiful but it was boo-boo trash it was so gross <laughs> oh, no. um, it's like it tastes it's obviously a tea um, I don't know what I was thinking, but mm. it tastes <laughs> like overpowering tea. And I mm. like tea. I don't I don't normally drink my tea with milk. I think mm. that's quite a British thing to do. And um <laughs> that's not me. And yeah. so it was just kind of like milky tea and I was like, this is gross. <laughs> um I added honey to it and it tasted a little better, but it was like it, was, yeah. it tastes like dirt. I'm sorry. Like, I want to be one of those people that's like, I only drink matcha, um, <laughs> but I can't. I like matcha, like, in desserts because I feel like it tones down the sweetness. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how I would like it in something that's, like, already not that sweet. Yeah. Because um, that that's, might. That was my yeah. problem. It wasn't sweet. And I was like, um... and I really like sweet coffee. So, yeah, that's my thing is, like, because I like matcha, like, like, sweets, like desserts and stuff because it, it taint it kind of tames it a little bit and it takes down that like saccharin feel of like okay this is like too much sweetness um and it kind of just mutes it mm-hmm. but but you have to have that balance it's tough to get right I think it's Americans are used to very sweet things <laughs> that's part of true it. we're just American <laughs> American <laughs> yeah Southerners and our sweet oh yeah tea. we're also southern too yeah <laughs> I will. I refuse to drink unsweetened tea. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I don't like it. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but 
so was the was the caramel macchiato good or like oh yeah that was my go-to in high school um okay so in the cloud what you ordered but fine yeah and the cloud macchiato is like the same thing but like in different fonts it's like the same exact drink Um, okay so it wasn't like too much of a downgrade just kind of an awkward situation (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> I would yeah. probably do the same thing. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I tried for the first time at Starbucks. Sorry, this is like a Starbucks <laughs> Starbucks discussion. Um <laughs> But the another thing I tried for the first time, I tried a pumpkin spice latte. And then mm. they have, I think it's new this year, the pumpkin cold cream the pumpkin cream cold brew. Um, okay. I like the pumpkin cream cold brew a lot better because it's a lot stronger Mm -hmm. um, coffee versus the sweetness of the pumpkin. And I feel like the pumpkin, Mm -hmm. I read the the description of it, and the pumpkin is just like a little bit of pumpkin flavoring on top, but like the sweetness comes from vanilla. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is a perfect balance of not too much pumpkin, which I don't normally like. Yeah, but you still get that like fall vibe. Like it is pumpkin. Yes. yeah exactly the pumpkin spice latte was disgusting Um, yeah I tried one once too and I was like not into it but for me it wasn't sweet enough that's how I remember it but I haven't (laughs) had one in years so I but I also don't like coffee so (laughs) So, character flaw character flaw it's true it's true and you're right the (laughs) drinking coffee and like Starbucks and all of that is definitely a fall staple Mm -hmm. um have you been doing any fall thing since I declare it is officially autumn so like I don't care if anyone says it's not September 22nd it's fucking fall yeah formalities doesn't matter it's fall September 1st is fall I don't care what you say Mm -hmm. um but unfortunately not really I mean I did get some great um candles from Bath and Body Works as you know um Mm -hmm. so I have been burning my fall candles but I haven't really been doing much else oh I also got some Halloween decorations down yay they're not out, but they're off the shelf. Like Ready to be used. Yeah, they're in reach. So that's good. That's so, perfect. Yeah, so we're getting there. Um, yeah, it's a little hard when you're from Texas and it's like 100 degrees every day. Exactly. It feels like summer until October 31st. Yeah, <laughs> which is <laughs> so depressing. I know, it really is. And like, we got one day um, a week or so ago where it was like nice and cold. I actually got to wear a sweater and I just felt like revived. And like yeah. revitalized. But then the the downside to that is once it went back up to like the 90s, all of my like my whole life's life force was depleted. <laughs> I was like, I'm dead now. Like I will not be revived again until it's cold outside. Same. So, I have the same thing. Lump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same thing happened to me that, that same day that it was kind of cold. I mm-hmm. went and ran errands. I was like, I was at work when it happened. Um, and I was like, if I get off work and it's still cold and it's raining, I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to pick up dinner. Yes. But only if it's cold. And it was. But then the next day it was not. Um, yeah. So that was a huge bummer. And it was like, it had rained the day before. It was nice, like a cold rain, like beautiful chef's kiss. But the next day it was like sunny and like in the eighties, like not miserably Texas hot, like for reference, Texas like regularly gets up to like 102 so being in like the mid 80s is like not awful but in comparison to being in the 60s like to go from the 60s to the 80s is like unforgivable cannot (laughs) cannot tolerate unacceptable behavior from texas yeah Um, (laughs) i agree (laughs) 
I've been um the only other thing that I've been doing uh that's fall related um mm-hmm. is I started rewatching Gilmore Girls which oh, I watch yes. every fall. I did mm-hmm. it I I keep doing it earlier and earlier every year cuz I just <laughs> want it to be fucking October. Yeah. But yeah, I started it I think like middle of August cuz it needed to happen and mm-hmm. I'm here for it. It's so I love Gilmore Girls so much. It's so good. Yeah, it really like builds that ambiance. Maybe that's what I need is like Gilmore Girls because I'm kind of in between shows and I haven't started my new book yet. So I did just finish some not so good books, but (laughs) a series of not very good books. But what can you do? So maybe Gilmore Girls would get me out of that slump and feeling more like ready for fall. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Maybe that's what I need in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. I also picked up, um, so since it's basically fall starting on September 1st, um, I also picked up some like more thrillers and I've added like a shit ton of thriller and like horror books to like my TBR. Um, but I did go get the whisper man, which I bought it, not really reading about it. And then I realized, oh, it's like a detective story so that made me less enthusiastic about it but now I own it mm-hmm. so I have to read it uh, <laughs> eventually um so I did get the whisper man too but I'm not as excited about that one and it didn't really fit my like weird book craving of either mythology or cults mm-hmm. so I have the other one by him the one I told you I'd like read the um the prologue of it mm. uh I have like I haven't started I read the prologue about two weeks ago mm. what the fuck is it's the shadows by what's his name though? Oh, uh, is it X- Alex? X- I'm gonna say it's Alex something with an S. Alex North? No. Oh, damn maybe. <laughs> Wait, let me check. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is Alex North. Haha. Nice. Back to reading and stuff. Um, <laughs> you're saying you're not that excited about the Whisper Man? Is it called? Yeah. Like, I thought that I was because a few booktubers have given it, like, five stars. It's gotten some good reviews. Mm-hmm. And even people who, like, normally don't really care for detectives, like, they gave it good reviews, too. And I kind of just, like, impulsively bought it um, since we were at the bookstore. And I was like, I need more books. <laughs> um, so and Regularly Ryan, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ryan was like, oh, just pick this one. Because I had, like, five in my hand. I was like, I'm only buying two. So pick, pick from these. And he picked, well... I told him I was for sure going to get the cult one. So he picked the other one, but it was between that. Um, so the whisper man. And then I had um, Donna Tartt's the goldfinch because I know I'm going to read it eventually. So I was like, I might as well buy it, but mm-hmm. I don't want to read it soon. So he was like, just buy something more like spooky, like more fall that you're more likely to read soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I can't remember the other one that I had, but anyway, well, I think, I think you made a good choice because I was actually, looking for the whisper man when i went to barnes and nobles last and i couldn't find it but i found the shadows and oh. i was like well they both i like they, the covers look the same to me yeah they're like really similar so i was like maybe i'll like them both so i bought the shadows when i really wanted the whisper man but oh, i think i'm gonna like it anyways so yeah i didn't realize that because i was looking for the one that you had and I thought that you had the Whisper Man because you're right. The, the covers look <laughs> the exact same. So I was like, I think this is the one she got. Because um, my only description when I was telling Ryan about it is like, it has like a creepy hand on the cover and it's not middle game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like those three came out like back to back to back. 
yeah and they just get jumbled in my head yeah all with the hands and then yeah they're all kind of spooky white vibes. and black yeah yeah so I think it's easy for them to get mixed up but yeah the shadows that's what it was mm-hmm. um that I was looking for but the whisper man should be good and maybe we'll end up swapping at some point yeah <laughs> you can read uh, the one you initially sought um set out for yeah <laughs> I guess we can get into some of our recent reads mm-hmm. um we'll go back and forth but I'll start with my first one real quick mm-hmm. so from the last time we talked I really don't remember what I was talking about like what I read I think it was probably like my Dark Vanessa, and then Being Lolita, because mm. I read those back-to-back. Yeah, I think it was. And I ended up reading Being Lolita, too, which I'll talk about in a bit. Nice. But, yeah. Love that. I'm curious about <laughs> your thoughts, because I've already – I know we talked about it, but I already forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> head empty. No thoughts. Um, <laughs> so the thing I read right after that one is was um, Top Secret by Serena Bowen. Okay, okay, so, and I'll tell you a little bit what it's about for people who haven't heard of it and for you Wait. and, like, you know, everyone. Can I guess just based on the title and then see how wrong I am? Yes, please. Okay, so it's called Top Secret. Mm-hmm. I'm immediately picturing, like, a teenage spy, which I know is something you would never read, but that's... <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> like, that's really funny. <laughs> what's it about for real, though? <laughs> Not teenage spies at all. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think you would... It would be classified as romance. Um, it's a male-male romance between two fraternity brothers. So they're in college. Um, yeah. And the best description is that it's um, kind of like a uh, – what do the kids call it these days? <laughs> like a online dating situation. Like, so one of the main characters, I think his name is Keaton, and he – is in a relationship with a woman and they've been together for a long time. And she's like, Hey Keaton for my birthday, I want to have a threesome. And he's like, Ooh. cool. I'm down. Anything for you, baby. So he gets um, basically the grinder app, um, which for those of you who don't know is the gay hookup app. Mm. Um, uh, and he gets that app and he starts chatting up with this boy um, and lo and behold, you'll never guess it. They're fraternity brothers. Um, Whoa, are you I'm... shook? Did you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this book, it was written in dual perspective. So I got both of the male characters perspectives, which I, I love dual perspectives. I think mm. it's the best way to read things or yeah. like, or multiple character perspectives. What is it called? POVs? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it was written like that and um it's this book was exactly what I wanted it to be you know Aww, like awesome. I or at least okay so let me rephrase that the first half was exactly what I want it to be mm. um I've read so books the like, way it always goes yeah <laughs> they had yeah. you in the first half <laughs> <laughs> exactly never a better time to say that phrase but <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah but um I've read a lot of books that kind of are like this and like structured like this and mm-hmm. I've been it what this is why like male male romance is like my favorite genre like mm-hmm. the falling in love aspect and the taboo aspect or whatever like everything and like hidden identities and like blah blah blah, blah. it it was lovely but then mm-hmm. it got super corny 
like oh. in the last half. The last half was boo boo trash. It was oh. so bad. Um, and I was reading other reviews and everyone agreed. And I was like, oh, thank God it's not me. Like I thought I just like started hating it because yeah, I, I flew can't through enjoy things. <laughs> yeah, like I can't enjoy things. But I flew through the first half <laughs> and then I got to the second half and I was like, like skimming reading it mm, because that's the I thing didn't is, like, like it. It's always so much more fun with the anticipation. Like, are they going to get together? Is something going to get in the way? And then it's like, mm-hmm. once they're together, it's like, all right, end it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need conflict. Yeah. For me, it was, like, too easy, mm. if that makes sense. Like, they got together, and, yeah, every book has, like, a conflict that happens. Um, and they d- and it had that, but it was the way that they kept going back to get like the way that one of them like was falling in love for the other one it was just a little unrealistic for me mm. and it was, oh I know the problem it was insta love and I hate insta love that's what it uh, was mm, yeah I don't like it's too either. unrealistic I can't stand it it's, it was just really boring um of course they wrote off happily ever after which is of course what's gonna happen in a rom- romance book yeah yeah but sure. yeah the sex scenes were spicy <laughs> but <laughs> Other than that, whatever. I gave it three stars. So Okay. Yeah, that's the first thing I read since the last time we updated everyone. Yeah, not bad. That's a good one to, you know, just kind of pepper in. Yeah. Um, Well, since we last um, talked on our podcast, um, I finished the guest list. And I think I predicted that it was a 3.5 rating. And that's what I ended up giving it. So I really liked it. Like, it was very entertaining. Um, I really liked the, like, the ambiance and like the setting and stuff mm-hmm. um and parts of it were like a little bit corny but overall it was good um so that's I love cool. that you know yourself that you knew mm-hmm. that it was going to be a, a 3.5 <laughs> I mean yeah when I said that I think I was like at least a quarter of the way in so like I kind of I had some context clues kind of mm-hmm. telling me what it was going to be like I think I was a decent chunk in so you can yeah. usually tell by then what it's gonna yeah be. you're and, right yeah um, the only thing, like, usually the only times that I'm wrong are, like, if the ending is just total garbage. Um, and they just, like, <laughs> fucking ruin it. In the, and, mm-hmm. you know, usually yeah. it's, like, I can kind of continue with that vibe. But anyway, yeah, I would recommend the guest list. Like, it was a fun read. Like, you know, just suspenseful enough. Lots of drama. Um, very fun. So yeah. I liked that one. And then I immediately followed it with another thriller um my lovely wife which I know you read as well yeah (laughs) um so I forgot you read that one right after that one I did yeah like kind of almost back to back like I was Mm -hmm. immediately into it and um yeah I really liked it um but I was kind of like on the fence so that's why I recommended it to you um because I was like is it good (laughs) like I think I like (laughs) it um but I need to know if Kaylin likes it too. So that's kind of where I was at with that. The twist did get me. There was one that was like, mm, I'm not going to say too much about it. Cause I do recommend this one to people. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just was it the obvious one, one that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. There was okay, one yeah. obvious one. And then a couple that I don't think and like just anyone would guess, like maybe a mm-hmm. few people will, but, um, but I, I found it fun. My thing is like, I just don't like when kids are involved in storylines. Like I just don't care about kids. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't care how their, their family's antics are affecting them. I don't care <laughs> about their prepubescent, like, worries. <laughs> like, 
I just don't <laughs> care. I want adults. <laughs> Only adults. Mm-hmm. Um, I get and, that. I get that. Yeah. So this one, my lovely wife, is about a family, of course. So like, I probably could have like put two and two together and be like, yeah, they might have kids. Um, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, for those of you who don't know, my lovely wife is basically about like a serial killer couple, and I don't want to say too much more than that because you know you can you can look it up. But um, but it is good it's like a domestic thriller um yeah and it's it's been related to or like people kind of compare it to like Dexter meets Mr. and Mrs. Smith so that's kind of that's a good comparison yeah yeah that's what I saw like in a lot of the reviews I was like yeah I see that so yeah overall um that one was also a 3.5 for me I liked it there were some parts that were kind of slow and again I just don't care about kids so Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I read that one also because of your recommendation. Yay. I gave it four stars. Oh, um, you don't hate yeah. kids, so. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I don't hate kids. I did hate, like, one of the kids, I will say. Mm. So I, I agree with you. It was a little annoying, but that's – it's mostly comes from just – I hate frustrating kids, mostly. Mm-hmm. Like, kids that don't do the mature thing or do the, like, logical thing, but that's just because they have stupid kid brains. Yeah, um, in some so I, cases, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, like, part of the problem is, like, I don't really like it when the kids only exist to be an obstacle for the parents. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of like how the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, like, only exists to, like, solve all the male protagonists, like, broody problems. Um, yeah. Like, annoying kids in books only exist to annoy the fuck out of their parents and, like, cause problems for their parents. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like for the kids to be the source of the conflict. And I feel like they definitely were in this book, like a lot of the like serial killer problems were like, don't let the kids find out we're serial killers and stuff like that. Um, so um, yeah, I just didn't really care about that part. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, since we're talking about it, I have some questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of the pacing of the book? Because I thought it was so good. Like that's how I want mm-hmm. my thrillers to be paced. I did like the pacing a lot. Like it was one, let's see, I read it in like a day and a half. Um, I just oh I read it in a day nice yeah so I like that we both tracked it <laughs> yeah so we're on the same page as far as like the pacing was really good it was pretty much like in every spare moment I listened to the audiobook and like I was just any chance I could I had it on mm-hmm. um, so I really did like that um, and like I thought like there wasn't a lot of like just superfluous information which I really enjoy like I totally get like building backstory and like giving context and stuff but um sometimes it can be like okay what was the point I love that this gave you context and backstory so you're getting to know the characters but then every little detail she gave you was relevant Mm -hmm. so I really liked that so there there were a lot of really like like good things to like about this book so I was definitely a fan I Um, do like that that all the details meant something because mm-hmm. um, I don't remember if you remember telling me this, but you were telling me that in one of your English classes, um, you're a teacher or something like you learned that like if there's a, a gun or mm. whatever, like what yeah. was it saying? It's, a, it's like the Chekhovian gun, basically. Like wherever mm-hmm. you see a gun, it has to go off eventually. Yeah. Like, if you see a gun in the first act, it'll go off in the second act. Exactly. And so ever since you told me that, I look for – yeah, all the little details and stuff when I'm reading books now and it does really bother me whenever it gets That's to the end and I'm like what the fuck who like what was the point mm-hmm. you just wasted my time and paper yeah yeah that's totally true and I think like specifically when I was 
like learning about that in my English class, which like if I miss quoting it or if someone is a better English student than I am, feel free to roast me. But that's how I remember being taught. Um, But it was like specifically pertaining to weapons because there's one specific play where there's actually a gun on the mantle. Um, and you think that it's just like background information or just like, you know, there as like, it's kind of ornamental, but then he ends up using it in the second act and you don't really Mm -hmm. like, they don't really mention it, but it's always like kind of lingering there. So, um, it's like things like that, like little, little clues where it's like, okay, this is going to come into play later. So yeah, I thought that, um, Samantha Downing did a really good job, like looping things in with my lovely wife. Mm -hmm. Good, good job. Samantha. Yes. Uh, well done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next one I re- read was I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reed, which we both read. I told yes. I read it and then I told you to read it. So we just did the same <laughs> thing, but we flipped it. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess. Okay. So I gave it four stars. Um, mm-hmm. And okay. I'll tell you the reason, like how this all came to be. Um, it's I've mm-hmm. been looking at this book for months okay um people mm-hmm. but I keep seeing people recommend it or talking about it or mm-hmm. or just like seeing the cover or something I don't know like I just keep seeing it like as if it's like an easter egg of my life but yeah. um Me too. Uh, yeah you too right <laughs> um and every time I would look it up on goodreads it's like a three point something and mm-hmm. I know I'm the devil I need to stop fucking looking at ratings <laughs> but I just I can't help but cl- glass over like gloss over it mm-hmm. whenever it has less than a four point star rating but mm-hmm. nonetheless it took me months to finally fucking add it to my goodreads and as my like a want to read mm-hmm. and then i think like the next day i saw that the movie was coming out on netflix like it was meant to on be. friday yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a week later i was like oh shit i need to start it now if i'm gonna read it before i watch the movie yeah um so i started immediately that day and yeah, I thought it was great. Um, a lot of people are confused by it. I yeah. am very confused by it. Same. I think I need to either like just watch. I haven't watched the movie yet because we're watching it together. But um, mm-hmm. I think I need to watch the movie or yeah. reread it. I don't think I'm going to reread it because I don't like rereading. But it's yeah. a very it's a mind fucky book. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, basically, I'll read the description because it's very vague. Like, I'll just tell you kind of the gist. Um you will be scared, but you won't know why. Like, that pretty much sums things up. Like, you'll be scared, but you won't know why. The whole thing is, like, you can feel suspense building, but you don't really know why you're why you're afraid or, like, yeah. what, you, what you think is going to happen. You don't know what the, like, is it going to be serial killers? Is it going to be monsters, ghosts? Like, you know, you, you have no mm-hmm. idea why you're scared. Um, yeah. Basically, it's, like, you know, a woman and her boyfriend are driving. Um, they're on a road trip, and they're going to go meet. Um, the boyfriend's parents and it's the first time that she's meeting them but she's thinking of breaking up with him she's thinking of ending things so Mm -hmm. that's basically the the summary for anyone who doesn't know and it sounds like kind of like okay anyway like what's the point (laughs) but yeah much better than you think like I recommend this to anybody like it was so good and it did take me a little while to read it honestly like it took me I started it on the fifth and it took me till the 12th to finish because it was kind of a slow burn mm-hmm. but once I got to that like peak point um <laughs> it was like all downhill from there I was like totally sucked in I was like okay like now I see why it's yeah. so good and such a mind fuck for everyone yeah there was a pink a peak point for me also um mm-hmm. 
that I kept telling you. I was like, just get to the part. Just get to the part. Yeah. Because we both, okay, we both listened to the audiobook. Listen to Uh the audiobook if you're going to read this book because it's so good. It's so Um, fucking creepy. (laughs) But I was like, just get to the point. Just get to the point. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to know what you think because it creeped me the fuck out. Like, I I was laying on the couch with my boyfriend and, (laughs) you know, just like listening to it while he's playing video games. Not really like, I'm paying attention, obviously, but like. Yeah, I was also kind of- on my phone watching like videos of watercolors. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> and then I shot straight up because there's a really creepy part at the end of the book, mm-hmm. um, and exactly it's just so like chills just go down your body and you're yeah. like, what the hell? And I've never yeah. read a book that has like that kind of production value. Right. Yeah. And I gave this one or four listened. stars too. Yeah. No, it was it was crazy the way that it all like. I felt like I was unraveling <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how, when I got to that part. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, so I definitely gave this one like a solid four stars. Um, yeah. Maybe even like a 4.5. It's one that I've been thinking about a lot. And um, I would recommend it to anybody who likes like suspenseful reads um, because it's really kind of a quick book. Like the audiobook, I think, was like six hours. Like it's not super long. It's like 250 pages or something like that. Yeah. Um, very short. Yeah. So it's a quick one. But. Yeah. yeah, the payoff is just amazing. But another thing about I'm thinking of ending things. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that it was compared to Bunny. Um, and I told you that before you had read it. Mm. Um, but I couldn't remember why. Like I couldn't understand why. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, mm. oh my god, it is. It's that comparable shit. to Bunny. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like I- it's the tone of it, and then also there's the themes like they both kind of question reality yes yeah totally it's so hard for me to not spoil things so I'm gonna you know zip it zip it up (laughs) zip it up yeah because we're not we're not spoiling it we want everyone to read it (laughs) yes yeah but it was really good and I think that's why Mm -hmm. we both liked it a lot is because we both really liked bunny so maybe that's our like our niche category we need to find more yeah that just all fall under the same umbrella yeah, weird, horror, spooky, reality subversive. <laughs> that's that's our niche. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I am excited to watch the movie, though. I've been holding off, um, but I'm Me too. very excited. <laughs> yeah, we'll make a night of it. Mm-hmm. Or I guess day, because you don't like watching scary things at night. No, I'd watch this one at night. I'd be okay. Okay, cool. Okay yeah, we'll make a I night like- of it. Yeah, I don't like reading scary things at night because then it's like really in your head, you know, you can't just like shut it off. I don't know. It's different. It's a different no, thing. But- I totally get it. I want to read things at night to get scared. Mm. I mm. I have such a hard time getting scared. I don't know why. Maybe I need to read an alien book because that's my biggest fear is aliens. Oh, really? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like scared of being abducted. Mm. I mean, valid. Same. I'm scared of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, what was your next thing that you read on your list? Okay, so um, next I read Being Lolita, which you read as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I love this discussion. We're We're just, like, reading in circles around each other. (laughs) I know. Honestly, it's, like, the second you read something, you recommend it. The second I read something, I recommend it. It's perfect (laughs) because we can just just read all the same things. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But um, I really, really liked Being Lolita. Um, Mm -hmm. It's about, let's see, it's a memoir, um, for one, and it's... um, By Allison Wood. Mm-hmm. And it's about basically a dark romance between a high schooler and her English teacher. And you just kind of watch things spiral from there. What could go wrong? Like <laughs> power dynamics and, you know, bullshit. And like, 
evil men. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> this predatory relationship didn't end well. But of course, when you're in it and you're so young, you don't realize you just feel special. So I think she really tapped into that like side of I feel like a lot of like people kind of have like that need to feel special to like stand out. And this one really tapped into that need. And I felt like I was there with her experiencing it. Mm-hmm. It was such a good, such a good book, such a powerful memoir, highly recommend. And I don't normally read memoirs. So I'm getting into something. memoirs, which is so exciting. Um, <laughs> I realized that I don't need to read memoirs from famous people just for the sake of them being famous. And yeah, it's and really, those are actually worse. Like, yeah. Because, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what my problem was. Cause like, I don't care about Brad Pitt or like, <laughs> I don't know if he has a book, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't care yeah. about like, I mean, if Harry Styles came out with a memoir, oh my <laughs> you bet your bottom dollar, I would buy that book so quickly. I'd be on the oh, pre-order and everything. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> or Timothy Chalamet, like, come on. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get why people read certain people's memoirs, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize like there are so many memoirs out there that have nothing to do with celebrity culture or just yeah. famous people in general and their stories are just as valid or even better. Um, yeah. And it's, definitely. it's exciting reading nonfiction and loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, really liked this one and it's a pretty new book. Like it came out in um, August, right? August. Like we read yeah. it the exact time that it came out. Yeah. So it was really, really well done. Um, I definitely like felt for her the whole mm-hmm. time. The only thing um, I found odd, which like it might just be the times or just like when I was like in school and stuff, but I've never heard of so many people referring to Lolita as a love story. Um, I've it's pretty much always been framed to me as a rapist kidnapping a little girl. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that she had like teachers, like not just the teacher who was preying on her, but like other characters, like peripheral characters, referring to it as a love story, I was like, how? Like where? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you know but yeah. that didn't detract from the story because it it if anything builds up like ha- why she was thinking that everything that was happening to her was acceptable she's like yeah. well Lita is a love story I, so. yeah and what I think is perfect about that and like how she didn't shy away from you know talking about all of those things is that it was just painfully honest like you mm-hmm. you knew she was just being honest with us and no mm-hmm. matter how disturbing it was or how like she knows now that it's not right and we know mm-hmm. it's not right but she's yeah. not gonna you know Sugar cover it up it. or anything yeah. for us yeah. definitely and I'm glad that she did take that very vulnerable you know honest perspective she you know she didn't have anything to prove with it like she was mm-hmm. just saying like this is my story here it is and you really get to see that like that naive like kid because there really is such a huge difference between being in high school and like being in college and then even being after college, you know, Mm -hmm. like you go through so many different changes. So like the fact that even if she was like technically legal, isn't the point. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's all about like where you're at with your state of mind. Um, So I thought that she really raised some like awareness for that it's a great mm-hmm. addition to the like me too conversation um that I think is going to be just you know ongoing um mm-hmm. you know so I really really recommend this one as like not only is it like interesting and like really well paced and like riveting 
but it's also powerful and educational and you you can get a lot out of it like you could have your like like I feel like young boys could read this too and kind of learn how Mm -hmm. not to be a fucking creep yeah um, and stuff like that too or just like learn what what females can sometimes go through it's like Mm -hmm. it's kind of shied away from and like I didn't realize because I read that one and my dark Vanessa back to back Mm. and I didn't realize they were very similar and I think they were similar because that this type the way that this happens like the the grooming of a teacher and Lolita and everything Mm -hmm. I think it happens a lot more often than people think and I feel like just shedding that awareness for everyone is Mm -hmm. very important and everyone can learn from it whether you're a woman or a man yeah or like I feel like anyone yeah anyone can um like benefit from reading about these topics and like Mm -hmm. shedding some light and I talked about in our um bunny episode how um in bunny they even touch on that kind of like that fickle like kind of relationship between a student and a teacher and how lines can very easily get crossed so it's really important to set those very firm boundaries and just keep things professional and appropriate um because in bunny even like though nothing sexual happened with her teacher um it was a very odd situation to be in as a student with a power dynamic like that like you know so even when that specific line isn't crossed like it's still very important to uphold those Mm -hmm. those boundaries yeah so my next one that I read was Dark Matter by Blake Blake Crouch. Oh, you finished okay. that one? Yeah, I read the whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I don't know why I had a feeling that you DNF'd it, but okay, go on. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't DNF it. I don't know if it was, like, pure determination or... Sheer force of will. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what it was. I know, I know it wasn't interest. Um, <laughs> so I'll start by talking a little bit about what it was and, like, what, mm-hmm. what's, what it's about. Um, so this is from my own words because I'm too lazy to look up good reads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically about this man who he like gets kidnapped by someone and he doesn't like, he doesn't, people are like talking to him as if they know him, but he doesn't recognize any of them. And it's just really confusing. And mm. he just wants to get back to his wife and his family and everything so it's like this big journey and and stuff maybe i should look up the description (laughs) okay i'm like yeah i'm following (laughs) so dark matter okay so dark matter is about a guy named jason desson he's walking home through chicago one night um he's on his way home to his wife and their son, and then all of a sudden, someone kidnaps him, and the last thing he hears um, from, like, the person who kidnapped him is, are you happy with your life? So, right yeah. right off the bat, like, that's so intriguing, right? Yeah, that's um, really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Unbeknownst to me, <laughs> um, Blake Crouch is a sci-fi writer. Mm. I did not know this book was sci-fi. Gotcha. Yeah, that's Fair so <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like this really like intense thriller, like what the heck's going on? Um, who took him? Like, why is he like 
you know, are you happy with your life? That's so, such a like weird question. question. For, yeah. For like a kidnapper to ask a man. So yeah, I would be intrigued, especially not knowing that it's sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. But dark matter, it's going to be a no from me, dog. Like <laughs> th- That was, it was a real big struggle to read. So let me list off a, a couple things that yeah, I didn't I'm, like about this book. I'm curious, like, what are the sci-fi elements in it? Like, briefly, with you know, it would the... spoil it if I told you honestly. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Carry yeah. On. <laughs> um, I will get make a comparison that maybe kind of explains it. Um, maybe not to you because you didn't watch this movie, but I will in a minute. But the two things that I really didn't like about this book was the first one was um, I am a big Okay, no, that's not the right word. I don't like books that have extremely long chapters, okay? So (laughs) Dark Matter is like, I don't know, like maybe just shy of 300 pages. So it's a really, really short book. But like the chapters were 50 pages long, dude. Mm. Like I was reading it while (laughs) I was listening to the audiobook because that's how I like to read. Um, Mm. And that like, in comparison, so like fifty pages, and then the audiobook for like a chapter is like almost like almost an hour and a half for certain chapters. Can oh, you wow. imagine listening to like a stream of consciousness, like one long <laughs> chapter, never ending? Like it was the worst thing ever. And I'm one of those people. That I think the biggest reason why that bothers me bothers me is because I can't not I can't put down a book unless I finish a chapter. I don't like to do it. it. It just, it throws me off when I pick it back up. Mm, I feel you. So having to sit there and like read a 50 page chapter, is just like, what the hell? Um, it might yeah. not bother other people. I think it, it just depends on the person. But for me, it really yeah. deters me from liking a book whenever I have to struggle yeah. to get through chapters. Yeah. Cause I, I've heard that like complaint before about long chapters. Like for me, I'm chaotic like it doesn't affect me very much but you're not alone in that like hating long chapters like I've definitely heard other people have the same complaint Mm -hmm. for me I'll stop in the middle of a sentence if I'm like if I need to do something else I hate you doesn't affect me (laughs) I despise that (laughs) but yeah and then the second thing um was that it was I like like I said about my lovely wife I like fast-paced things but this one was Mm -hmm. like instantly too fast like there's a fine line between fast pace and too fast for me Mm. and this one was too fast where it's like losing you and you can't keep up at that point yeah exactly so that's what it was and I think maybe that that pacing issue just had to do with it being sci-fi and I just can't keep interest in sci-fi anyways Mm. um yeah, like genres are so confusing and like figuring out what Mm -hmm. you like like I like dystopian but I don't like sci-fi I like I like horror, but I don't like all thrillers. Like, it's really a mind game sometimes. Um, yeah, it's hard to predict. So you're taking a lot of chances when you're, like, trying something new out. <laughs> yeah. But if you are curious about the sci-fi element, I do compare this book. So the way that I felt or what I felt when I was reading it was that it's, like, if Rick and Morty and Jason Bourne had a baby. Mm. <laughs> and that's what Dark Matter is. Like, it's got the action and the, like, the confusion that's in Jake Bourne, but it's also got, um, if you know what Rick and Morty's about, that's kind of in dark matter. <laughs> that's all I'm gotcha. going to say. I'm not going to like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like want to say spoiled. it. Yeah. 
yeah I feel you yeah that no that gives me like a better concept like it doesn't give it away but I can like kind of picture the type of sci-fi because that's the thing is like sci-fi can be anything from like Jurassic Park (laughs) to like you know it could be Mm -hmm. there are so many things that like that can be sci-fi yeah you you want to know which end of the spectrum you're on at least you know because it could be just like talking a lot about dinosaurs like paleontology exactly or be like reality is a construct <laughs> like, it can get very like you know yes yeah very high level <laughs> yeah very very big spectrum but mm-hmm. yeah that's how I would describe it and I don't know I know okay. a lot of people liked it I think it was on maybe the short list for sci-fi of 2019 or 2018 something like that I don't know yeah and I know he's a a big author. People like him. I just don't mm-hmm. like sci-fi. And that was my fault. It's not the book's fault. I gave it two yeah. stars still. but mm. Yeah, because if you didn't like it, like, that's totally valid. That's one thing, like, I uh, I know you and Lala both both do this, um, like, from Books and Lala. Um, you don't read the backs of thrillers so that – because the backs of thrillers give away a lot of spoilers mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So I know that you kind of like get a vague idea of what a book's about, but you don't read the synopsis on the back. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to miss that it's sci-fi. If you're you know, thinking it's a thriller and you're not going to read the synopsis, of course, you're not going to know that it's sci-fi. You yeah, know? exactly. So, so it's understandable in this case, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, I Now I forgive myself a little bit because I really was like hitting myself over the head. Like, why the hell like, did, did I, I not get realize? Sci-fi? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny that you hated Dark Matter because, so, okay, I'm very proud of myself because I, like, the book that I'm currently reading, I peer peer pressured slash guilted slash, like, forced uh, my boyfriend to read a book with me. I was like, it can be any book you want. I just want you to try it and, like, see if you like it. You know, if you don't like it, we don't have to do it again. But I want to see if you like audiobooks and then eventually, like, you know, hand held books mm-hmm. um old-fashioned so, books <laughs> old fa- the old-fashioned way um, <laughs> exactly so the book that we chose is actually another book by Blake Crouch um Recursion which is also very high concept sci-fi mm-hmm. um and so far I think he's liking it um I'm liking Yay. it um yeah it's it's going well I I went into it knowing that it's sci-fi so like I was already mentally prepared for it mm-hmm. um for like some of those elements but basically, it's about, um, like, basically the world thinks that there is a virus or, like, a some sort of, like, paraben that's being transmitted that makes you, like, lose track of your real memories. And, like, you get, um, like, false memories in addition to your actual memories. And they get all jumbled up so you don't know what's real and what's fake. So people mm. have these entirely, like, separate lives that they've imagined like people who don't have children have like very vivid memories of like tucking their child in at night Mm -hmm. you don't you don't have a child you know (laughs) so it's like things like that um and they they think that it's a virus and then I think that it's very like early on in the stage but so they don't know what it really is um but it follows a detective which I don't like I um I don't really (laughs) like when it's like about a detective or a cop yeah we're gonna get past that anyway Um, so it switches point of views between this like detective guy who's like, you know, he does like, it opens up with like, this is not a spoiler. Um, it opens up with him like going up to hopefully prevent a suicide that has been like, this woman has been driven mad by these like false memories or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
So it opens up with him like trying to prevent the suicide. And then the other perspective is a scientist who's like studying how to preserve people's core memories. Mm -hmm. So that was a very in-depth description, but yeah, (laughs) but I do like it so far. So, okay. So listening to that description that you just gave me, that Mm -hmm. sounds interesting. Yeah, but did I you, like it so far. Okay, would you say that the interest, the um, description I gave you for Dark Batter sounded interesting? Yeah, definitely. Okay. From like from the little bit that you said, except yeah, it's. I mean, I think that the type of sci-fi that I'm imagining that it's going to be wouldn't interest me that much. Oh, okay. Um, so then maybe I would like Recursion because that one sounded like the type of sci-fi I would like, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I like sci-fi at all, and I don't know if I want to waste my time. I feel you. Yeah, I'll let you know how this one goes because I feel like you and I have such similar taste in books mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you'll probably be, like, on the same page as me, at least, mm-hmm. about liking it or not liking it. Um, so we'll be able to go from there, probably. Okay, yeah. Um, but that I think it's great that you and your boyfriend are reading a book together. I wish I could do the same thing, but I don't <laughs> think I could get my boyfriend to. Or, like, I don't even think I would want to read anything that he would want to read. So, but it's yeah. exciting that you guys are. It's, yeah, I'm, like, so far not 100% per, um, percent convinced that he's actually going to be trying. Like, he says that he wants to, um, but I did, like, heavily guilt him <laughs> into it. So, um, he might not do it after all, and then I'll have just read a sci-fi boy book for no For nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> nothing. Um, but hopefully he reads it, and hopefully he likes it. Yeah. So we, we And it's a nice see. dynamic to your relationship. You can talk uh-huh. about books now. Yeah, that's that's my goal. It's like I just want us to be bookish able boyfriend to read together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he doesn't have to become his whole personality, but just occasional books mm-hmm. would be would be great. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's what I'm currently reading. It's it's going well, I would say. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. sucks that Dark Matter was so bad, but <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Do you want me to do my next book or do you want to, or was that your next book? Like oh, um, oh yeah, you can do your next book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this one we kind of talked about, um, mm-hmm. cause you read my review on Goodreads, um, <laughs> but the next one that I read was Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about that one. Yes. Okay. So the, I gave it a 4.5 stars on Goodreads and the mm-hmm. description I gave it like in the um like review section i put head empty no thoughts or something <laughs> along those me, lines i interpreted that yes please tell me like, yeah it's like you're so mind blown it's a 4.5 and you you're just speechless because it was such a great mind blowing book or you know something like that um i can I do? incorrect um but i can see why you got that because i gave it 4.5 mm. stars and then that kind of like that description you know Mm -hmm. I can see where it correlates and stuff but really all it meant was that it's nothing new okay (laughs) Um, I liked it a lot (laughs) but there's like nothing to really say about it it's a romance about Mm -hmm. oh let me tell you what it's about wow (laughs) um it's a romance so um it's kind of it's got dual perspectives Um, or I guess dual timelines and, um, like a shift shifting narratives. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of following a love story between these, this two people, these two people, um, starting from college, I think like they're seniors in college. Um, and then the second timeline is 
them as adults um and they aren't together as adults like they've you know grown apart grown apart you know went separate ways and they're both living their lives and we get to see from so I'm reading I read it and we get to see the build-up and the lead-up to like their loving relationship and everything and it's just so sweet and Mm. just it's kind of I don't know like it's really hard to talk about this but because there's nothing interesting like to groundbreaking say. yeah mm-hmm. it's just like if you watched a rom not a rom-com but like if you just watched watched a romance movie like literally mm-hmm. I have never seen the no the notebook but I feel like the notebook is like probably the same thing um <laughs> just like the warm and fuzzy like satisfaction of like people falling in love yeah so <laughs> we see them fall in mm-hmm. love and then like you see what happens afterwards and then they meet up again um, against all odds you know love yeah. prevails <laughs> yeah it's set in new york city which i know we both really like uh, new york yes. city settings mm-hmm. um they both go to i think yeah nyu i'm pretty sure Ooh. or maybe a different school who knows yeah who's to say mm-hmm. there's so many colleges um <laughs> who's to say yeah uh, <laughs> so um and she plays the cello she's a music major Ooh. so Another thing we, we both like because we love our both orchestra instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like really, there's nothing to talk about about that book. I really liked it. I thought it was sweet, kept my attention. Mm-hmm. I will say that while I was reading it, though, um, it was hard to keep picking back up just because mm-hmm. it wasn't anything exciting. It was kind of a yeah. slow burn, but in a fast-paced way. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, it, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I think I'm still interested in it just because I like the dual narrative, like, style. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, the, the different timelines. I think that that would be interesting. Yeah. It kind of, so I haven't read Normal People, but that's the same impression that I got of Normal People, where it's like a romance and you're seeing them, like, it spans across their life or whatever. Like, that's the impression that I got of Normal People. Yeah. So, which yeah. I'm also kind of interested in, but I might wait until not fall mm-hmm. to read those. Um, cause that feels like a February read to me. Oh yeah. Um, I was just thinking that in my head. Yeah. Like love stories feel like February, yeah. January, February. I will say we'll while I was reading it, it made me feel like December. If that oh, really? helps. Okay. <laughs> cause it's yeah. New York and it's cold and wintry. Oh, like snowy. Yeah. So okay. It does start in the summer, though, so that doesn't make sense. But whatever. Um, Yeah. I feel you. I trust that. Um, Yeah, that one, I added it to my TBR. I might not get to it immediately, but Mm -hmm. um, it does sound good. And, like, your description, like, it sounds like something just uplifting enough when I've, like, torn – like, basically, I plan on tearing through all these thriller and horror until my heart can't take it anymore and I need a little uplifting romance Mm -hmm. to, like, get me through the day. Yeah. (laughs) So that's – that's my game plan. I think for... that's what happened to me. I was reading mm. a lot of thrillers and horror, and I was like, "Time to reboot." Yeah. So I picked up like... some romance books. Yeah, and some Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I will say in this, um, in uh, before we were strangers, uh, mm-hmm. there is a twist. There's a plot twist. So. Oh, nice. That's, that's interesting. Fun. I wasn't expecting it, so that's nice. That's fun in romance because I feel like a lot of the time romance is kind of like, you know, point A to point B to point C and it's very like straightforward. Mm-hmm. You don't really like look for a lot of, you know, shifting in romance. You're kind of looking for stability in that. So mm-hmm. it's nice when they like 
spice it up a bit. Yeah, and they really did spice it up. The, like, there was one end of a chapter that was like, I woke up in in her bed alone. And I was like, oh, oh, like, intrigued. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't her apartment. <laughs> That's oh, what no. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I'm definitely, like, interested in it based on that description. Like, and honestly, kind of um, top secret, too. <laughs> like, I want you to read oh. top secret. Like, if only just to read the first half. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, number one, I want you to read more Mel Mel romances. Because yeah. that's just my bread and butter. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, like I said, like, time to reboot. That's, like, the type of shit that I read to recharge and like yeah you know go back to stability I feel you yeah that's kind of how I am sometimes with like contemporary and like nonfiction. it's like I kind of it's like my default to to recharge but mm-hmm. I've been really into thriller and horror lately which leads me to my next book mm-hmm. which was fucking terrible um <laughs> drum roll please <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple favor by Darcy Bell and it was awful um I <laughs> I wanted to DNF it and I almost did. But by the time I was like, I can't fucking stand this anymore. I was like almost done. And I like stayed up all night reading because I was like working on other things. Like I've been kind of playing around on my iPad and stuff. And it was just the one that I had selected. So mm-hmm. I've been reading it for so long that I was like, I might as well just fucking finish this terrible book. <laughs> but it was just so like corny. Like there were aspects of it that, okay, let me just tell you what it's about first. <laughs> um, <laughs> So basically it's about this like housewife um, or like she's not really even a housewife. Um, she's a single um, stay at home mother and um, she has a like a mommy blog and stuff and she's very like vanilla. That's how I would describe her. Okay. Um, and she has this like very like um, aloof like alluring best friend um, and their their sons are best friends. And she's like a high power businesswoman. She's like a publicist in NYC, but she commutes um, from their little suburb. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like unlikely friends. And you find out why later, and it's stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. Um, but basically, the high powered businesswoman friend goes missing. And mommy blogger is like mm-hmm. tore up about <laughs> She's, you know, she doesn't know what to do. She's um, beside herself. Um, and she's using her mommy blog to, like, you know, get some information. She's making discoveries about her friend or, like, you know, who she thought her friend was. She's also fucking her friend's husband. That's what? fun. Yeah. Wild times. Wild times. Oh, my God. So, but it's just, like, so, like, corny all over the place. Like, I got, like, it wanted to be Gone Girl. It wanted, like, you know, little things like that. And mm-hmm. it's just, it just wasn't very good. But the premise sounded fun and the reason that I watched it or that I decided to read it was um I thought the movie was fun like the movie's not good either there's a movie oh that's the one with Blake Lively Blake Lively and what's her her face the one that I hate yeah I know you hate hate her I love Anna Kendrick and I thought she she did a really good job as the mommy blogger in that movie um okay I think the movie is better than the book um so I read the book thinking like the movie wasn't bad but it was fun Mm -hmm. like it wasn't it wasn't good but it was fun Mm -hmm. um so maybe the book will be good and fun but it was bad bad and less fun bad and (laughs) not fun (laughs) yeah so not cannot recommend this one I gave it two stars because 
I pretty much only give things one stars if I had to DNF it because it was so insufferable that I couldn't get through it. Mm-hmm. And this one I did get through, but it's honestly probably more like a 1.75 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big no from me. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so who do I recommend this to? No one. Actually, your enemies. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Is it bad that I'm kind of happy that you read a bad book? No, I, it was time. I had, I've been on this stroke of yeah, good luck. And you've had I too much good ba- luck. Yeah, I needed a bad book to bring me down, back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, and something about reading a bad book is just so humbling. Like, even for yeah. myself, I'm like, good on you. Like, yeah. I, I needed that. Yeah, and it's like, I'm stronger for it. I made it through. Yes. And even when you don't make it through, it's like, ah, like, I don't know. It makes you appreciate your good books a little more. Mm-hmm. Hold your good books a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then on a, like, on a different note, it's such a good way to just start being able to gauge what you like and what you don't like. True. Yeah. So you can figure out, like, where you went wrong. And honestly, with this one, I don't know. Because, like, I would put this one in the same category as, like, Big Little Lies, The Guest List. Like, just kind of, like, like, fun. Not going to make you, like think super hard but like fun entertaining books like whodunits yeah and they're not gonna be like literary fiction it's gonna be like you know just <laughs> like a uh, thriller smut <laughs> yeah, like the, the shitty genre of thriller exactly exactly um so that's kind of what I was like expecting was like I wasn't expecting it to be like a groundbreaking like life-changing novel but I hated the writing style and I think that was a big no for me and then I need there to I don't know it's like I like unlikable characters but I need there to be more than just that Mm -hmm. you know like they're like it's fine if all the characters suck and like sometimes that can even make the book better but there has to be like another element other than just like everyone sucks (laughs) like Mm -hmm. um you know yeah so mm, anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) well Uh, I'll go on to my it's actually my last one um, okay. If I remember correctly, I think I finished it this week. I don't remember though because just the weeks just blur into one long day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was boyfriend material by uh, sorry, not Alex, by Alexis Hall. Mm. Um. Okay. I gave it three stars. What it's about? It's about. It's like it's related a lot to Red, White, and Royal Blue, which we read last year. Mm. Um, uh-huh. so it's kind of, it's got that trope of love to hate. Uh, I don't know if you would call it like celebrity, mm. like, but like high profile, high profile relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like the exact same thing basically. So okay. we've got <laughs> like presidents, but what, like, is it like presidents and royalty? No, it's even stupider. Oh. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, let me find the description. Um, but before I picked it up, I thought, okay, so the cover looks, it's like red and blue and white. So I thought it's obviously British, um, but I thought it was going to be like actual royalty, right? Yeah. There's no royalty in this book. Why is the cover red, white, and world, or red, white, and blue? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. Because, yeah, when I was looking at it, because I actually came across it in the bookstore the other day when Ryan and I went. Oh, no, really? And, um, and I was like, I think Kaylin's reading that. Um, and I didn't pick it up or anything, but I looked at it and I was like, it looks like 
either presidential or like royal or something like it looks yeah nationalistic it is, yeah it does but it's not at all it's um yeah. the one main ca- oh it's also male male um mm-hmm. male male romance but the one the first boyfriend whatever the main character he is like a i would say he's like a d-list celebrity if even that he's like his parents are both um like 80s rock stars or something like that mm. um who have like this like feuding relationship and just like it was like really dramatic in the 80s or whatever um and he's the product of their relationship or whatever and Mm. so he's like periodically uh like photographed by the paparazzi Mm. but he's like not interesting enough to be like a celebrity it's really confusing (laughs) like he's not a celebrity like these two people are normal people the other one he's just a fucking lawyer like what (laughs) So a rock star and a lawyer, or like a rock star son and a lawyer. Oh my gosh. Why is the cover red, white, and blue? Yeah, that does not make sense Very misleading. But, Mm -hmm. um, like, I literally thought that the lawyer boyfriend, um, on the cover, he has, like, a suit on, and I thought he Mm -hmm. was going to be a prince or something, and I was really here for it. That's what I thought, too, especially since it's compared to Red, White, and Royal Blue. Like, yeah, the, I thought it was going to be, like, royal romance. Yeah. The only thing similar to those books is that it's a gay relationship. And um, is the writing style similar? Like, is it funny? Yes. This one was a lot funnier. I don't remember really laughing at Red, White, and Royal Blue. But this one, oh. I was laughing at my book at work. Oh, <laughs> Like, I was geez. laughing out loud. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, I, I remember really liking Red, White, and Royal Blue because of Alex's sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So the president's son. He was funny, humor. but his was more, yeah. like, subtle. Like, this one was, like... Mm, like, outright funny. Like, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, another thing about the book is um, a little more to the plot is... Uh, so it's those two that... It's also got the fake dating trope. So Luke, oh. the, like, mm. the 80s rock star's son, he needs... A boyfriend to like kind of zhuzh up his public image because he is being captured <laughs> by the paparazzi um and his friend sets him up with her like other gay friend like you know that whole like i know two gay people they should date um mm-hmm. so oh, <laughs> yeah so they like get together grudgingly and mm-hmm. they like go on a date and they're like you need a fake boyfriend i need a fake boyfriend deal um and Let's so fall in real love yeah and of course they fall in love and mm-hmm. um i found i gave it did i tell you how many stars i gave it um three yeah i gave it three yeah. stars um mm-hmm. while i thought it was funny and while i thought it was like cute at certain points mm-hmm. it was there were certain parts that i found really boring <laughs> like mm-hmm. i didn't care about the 80s rock star dad he was trying yeah. to, like, reconnect with his son after being a deadbeat dad for, Blech. like, 28 years of his life. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I thought the the other main character, his name was Oliver. I thought he was, like, he was very robotic. And I think that was supposed to be the charm of his character. But it mm. was really hard to get past because he that's just he like sounded how... like a serial killer to me. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of how it was with Red, White, and Royal Blue, too. It's, like, one character had a funny sense of humor and the other one was like a robo like <laughs> weirdo <laughs> yeah yeah so but like I didn't like that <laughs> yeah think of that character was his name like henry or something like that 
yeah henry or william i can't remember something like that so like <laughs> something of, british <laughs> yeah think of him but like 10 times more robotic like it was like <laughs> remove a battery dead ass like yes like it was like <laughs> hello how are you today oh god luke don't be like that it was oh, so Jesus. weird okay, um, i don't like that yeah but all in all i had a good time by the time like by the time i finished it um mm-hmm. I think it reminded me a lot of Bridget Jones' diary because there is like a really okay. solid friend group in it that reminded me of the friend group from Bridget Bridget Jones' diary. Have you seen that movie? Oh, um, I don't think I have all the way through, but I'm familiar with it. Kind Blasphemy, of. Kylie. You I need to get on your like <laughs> your pop culture and your movie game. I know, I know, I need to. Well, I'll trade you Bridget Jones if you watch um scott pilgrim <laughs> i don't want to that movie look no actually i saw a scene on tiktok that looked funny but um uh-huh. <laughs> i will soon i won't say that bridget jones diary is like classic or anything it, or like it a masterpiece it is a classic well, but it's not a masterpiece is what i mean to mm-hmm. say it's like a cult favorite yeah it actually funny funnily enough it was my first quarantine like thing okay. um so like back in march I'd already seen it before, but back in March, I just watched it. I had a week off from work, um, mm-hmm. and I watched it, like, ten times that week. Like, oh I watched gosh. it over and over and over again because nothing would make me happy except for Aww. that movie. That's really funny. <laughs> oh my but gosh. it's a really good movie, and it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of that because, like, the friendship in that movie is really solid, and they were all hilarious characters. Like, there's one character. She's the one who got the two um, uh, men together. Um, mm-hmm. she has, she's, she works for like a publishing company or something and her mm-hmm. whole like joke or like thing was, um, there was always a book emergency or like a publishing emergency, but it was always something like super ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like a pub, uh, a fucking author got his like whole manuscript on fire. I need to go, <laughs> I need to go fix oh the whole issue or something. <laughs> and then she'd always be like, oh, I'm going to be fired tomorrow. And they'd oh always gosh. be like, you're never going to get fired. And then, like, at the end of the book, she's like, I just got fired. Oh, no. But then she's like, oh, no, there's a fire. <laughs> Another one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it really, really it's like laugh out loud funny. Um, That's really funny. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. It could have been mm-hmm. steamier, like, with the sex mm-hmm. scenes. Other okay. than that, it was, you know, it was a great happy time book to read while I was at work. Nice. Okay, yeah. I, I feel that. Probably gonna skip it but I can see why that would be like enjoyable I think top secret sounds more interesting to me mm-hmm. um but yeah that sounds good yeah um, well my next book that I read is probably not gonna be that appealing to most people it's by my favorite Andrew Yang um, <laughs> um, uh, former presidential um nominee or I guess not nominee but what whatever, a sad candidate. title I know <laughs> like former former um, presidential nominee yeah not even like candidate yeah just like uh, yeah not even he didn't get very far but we still sent for Andrew Yang um Mm -hmm. so I read his first book which is basically promoting his um nonprofit Venture for America so it's called Smart People Should Build Things How to Restore Our Culture of Achievement Build a Path for Entrepreneurs and Create New Jobs in America um and this book basically it's just talking about how we have you know, all, all of our smart people are being funneled into the same five cities and the same five jobs. And we need to diversify the market a bit. 
and, um, you know, encourage people to be creative and take risks. The thing is, it's definitely targeted (laughs) at like Ivy League grads. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but what if you're stupid? Can you still make a difference? Um, Or like, what if you're not stupid and you're just average and you just (laughs) you just didn't go to Harvard. Like, can you still make a difference? Like, uh, according to Yang, maybe not. (laughs) According to Yang, um, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. um, So I think, like, he does concede that, like, there are plenty of smart people who don't go to college. There are plenty of smart people who drop out of college, who don't go Ivy, like, whatever. But this book is not about them. (laughs) So um, that was kind of my takeaway. So overall, would I recommend it? Sure. Like, I did feel like I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd probably like it's a nonfiction like it's not um, like I found the writing style very personable um, and I read his other book like last year um, when he was running um, which is uh, the war on normal people. I thought the war on normal people was more relatable. That one's basically about how technology is going to create joblessness and we need to prepare. Um, this one um, was basically just a promo for his nonprofit <laughs> and I find it really interesting but um not like there's nothing actionable that I can take away from this you know I'm not I'm not an aspiring lawyer so I'm not going to change my career path from law to like entrepreneur you know so yeah the other one sounds more accessible but I think it also has to do with what you're interested in like the takeaway you want from each book very very true so I think the war on normal people I may have given like a five star I really liked that one and it convinced me to um root for him in the um democratic primaries mm-hmm. um and then right after I voted for him he dropped out but whatever it doesn't matter um <laughs> so I read this one and it was a three star just because I didn't find it as quite as inspirational and I didn't find it quite as like relatable mm-hmm. but um yeah so that's that one then I read I'm thinking of ending things which we've already discussed um the book that I read most recently before I started um recursion was the chain by um Adrian McKinty and um Caitlin and I are both reading this one I just finished it recently we might be doing something with it but Mm -hmm. TBD yeah (laughs) Um, so we're still kind of figuring out what we want to do with that one um I recently (laughs) finished it and all I'll say is I have come to the conclusion that I prefer thrillers written by female authors (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and the main reason is just because women authors and this is you know just a vague generalization it's not in every single instance that every single female author is like this and every single male author isn't like this but I just don't like when authors dwell a lot on like actiony stuff like fight scenes or like kidnapping scenes <laughs> or like plans to be violent I don't know it's just like annoying yeah um, I, I totally like the- agree Yeah, like, I like the character development a lot more, um, and I don't really care for, like, the, you know, and she planned to hit him with a wrench, and, like, that kind of thing, I guess, (laughs) or just, like, the machinations. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't like that aspect of it, and from, you know, what I've read so far, it seems like male authors have a stronger tendency to write like that than female authors do. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with that. I don't want to give away too much because Caitlin's still in the middle of reading the chain. Oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and I've noticed it kind of with recursion, which I'm reading now. Um, you can definitely tell that 
a man wrote it. <laughs> yes. And while you were saying that, I was thinking about Dark Matter. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe that's why I freaking hated it. It's just all the action scenes. And I was like, mm, yeah, not for me. It's exactly. a no. Exactly. It's like, I kind of understand if like there has to be a fight scene to like, you know, get out of a certain situation. But it's like, okay, like take... Mm, my lovely wife. I don't know. It just doesn't seem as like action focused and like planning. Like mm-hmm. they tell you kind of retroactively. Okay. And like it's already done. Here's what we did. Like quick boom, bing, bam, boom. But it's more about like how it affected the characters mm-hmm. than like fucking 50 pages of like graphic fight scene, like fight to the death. Like, and also like dialogue during fight scenes is so fucking stupid to me. Like it's hard <laughs> to get right. Um, and I, actually asked my dad because when he was a youth he would be in fights and I was like have you ever (laughs) in your life ever even considered saying is that all you got after you got punched (laughs) that actually happened and I was like what is this dialogue like who would oh my god fight it's like I personally have not been in any fights maybe people do say like Maybe they make yeah. like a declaration, like "This like, is for my daughter," and then they punch. Yeah, like That's- take this knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like all I can picture is like I feel like during a real fight, they're, all they're probably saying is like "fuck you," like you know, just like screaming obscenities. If you're saying anything, you're probably just like saying nonsense, swear words, like just <laughs> call, you know, calling them names. If anything, you're not like yeah, you know, this is to avenge my. <laughs> my kid yeah I feel like that's very common in like anime yeah (laughs) not to bring it there but like that's like it's like one of the I I don't know if it's just me or my in my boyfriend or if it's like in the anime community that say Mm -hmm. this but um there's a thing called like or we call it anime fights Mm -hmm. where they take like 30 minutes for (laughs) one fight scene yeah Um, and it's all like the slow like and then the talking and then just like this whole monologue of why you're doing what you're doing and like yes so yeah it's really annoying and then like the it's almost like they're like picking on each other as they do it like I don't want to make it like about any specific book I'll just say that the chain reminded me of this but it seems like they're like you know just like picking on each other like oh you're such a weakling (laughs) things like that Mm. Um, and like things that you wouldn't say if you were actually getting your ass kicked or actually trying to kick someone else's ass like Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's not realistic like I guess I don't know it's just it just felt ridiculous (laughs) yeah absurd oh Um, man I'm not excited to finish this book (laughs) like it just keeps getting more and more daunting Mm -hmm. to keep wanting to read um yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it another time, but this book is stupid. Um, yeah. I think we both agree. Yeah. Um, just to give everyone a um, kind of basic, vague idea, we'll talk about it more in depth, um, probably, if we can stomach it. Um, but in case we don't, here's what it's about. Um, from Goodreads, it says, you just dropped off your child at the bus stop. A panicked stranger calls your phone. Your, your child has been kidnapped, and the stranger explains that their child has also been kidnapped by a completely different stranger. The only way to get your child back is to kidnap another child within 24 hours. Your child will be released only when the next victim's parents kidnap yet another child. And most importantly, the stranger explains, if you don't kidnap a child, or if the next parents don't kidnap a child, your child will be murdered. You are now a part of the chain. So the book is called The Chain. It's by Adrian McKinsey. And to me, the premise sounded really interesting, but I was wrong. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds really interesting. Um, but 
I also, okay, so like you said earlier that you don't like kids. Maybe that's <laughs> a big thing why you don't like this book. This book is centered around kids. That's true. And I think when I picked it, um, I was thinking, like, surely a kid won't be, like, the main character. They'll just be, like, a victim, like, of the kidnapping. And they, they won't really be a part of it because the book's going to be about the parents trying to, like, release their kid and, like, capture another kid. And, like, mm-hmm. but but the daughter does have, like, her own perspective in the book. And I found her very annoying. Her name is Kylie, like you. Yes. Yeah. And I found that annoying. <laughs> Did you too. feel triggered? <laughs> um, I was like, I hope if I get kidnapped, I don't act like that. <laughs> yeah she doesn't annoy me um she's all right as that far as, much like, child but... characters go she's definitely better than the kids in my lovely wife um <laughs> and like she seems more reasonable she's like yeah i gotta find a way to escape and it's like yeah that's probably what i would be thinking too <laughs> like, yeah. I would be like let me just sit here and wait for, wait for my parents to rescue me yeah like, you know so i you know what with her but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what my main problem with this book is hmm. i can't figure out what I don't like about it like it's just not good and I don't know why part of it is the writing is not my favorite I know a lot of people like in the reviews it seems like a lot of people really love Adrienne McKinty but not same (laughs) um I just I can't get into his writing style is Adrienne a man um good question I actually just assumed but I should have checked let me look that up (laughs) because I don't know. I hear Adrian and I think of a woman, but no, it is a man. Okay, good. Okay. I thought I, I thought I knew, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it is a man, and I can kind of tell just by the writing style and also um, the the war veteran character just seems <laughs> like he was written by a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Who knows? Okay. Well, next next time we update people, we'll see if I DNF this because I'm on the I'm on the edge of um dnfing yeah (laughs) this this book is boo-boo it's bad it sucks yeah um but i'm also like i need to finish it yeah um it's definitely not my favorite um so yeah um i'm curious to see if you can finish it and i think it'll be fun to talk about and like in with more detail Mm-hmm. why I personally didn't like it and who knows maybe you'll have like a total change of heart and it'll become your favorite book of the year we don't know so. I don't think so this book yeah. sucks it's not promising. it's just not interesting and I don't yeah. know like maybe I'm in a weird mood because it wasn't even like after reading some of it it was like even before I started reading it I was not interested in this book yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it might just be my mood and not the book's fault at all it's the book's fault for sure. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, and, like, the reviews are kind of mixed, but, like, there are some people who, like, really, really loved it. Um, so I'm always kind of, like, like, the majority of the ratings are five, four, and three stars. Um, like, there aren't that many two or one stars, really. So that's kind of my, like, things. Like, I looked at that, and I was like, okay, yeah, uh, let's see, uh, three point eight is like pretty good and then a lot of those are like five star and four stars Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i got duped yeah i honestly don't trust not four point stars that are thrillers Mm. does that make sense like anything that's below a 4.0 yeah it needs um, to be like unanimously good (laughs) yeah personally like it's just specifically with thrillers Mm. um 
I do. But I am we, starting we to see. understand that. Yeah, because this one definitely let me down. The thing is, like, it's kind of hard to find four star thrillers. Mm, I don't me. know. I have a huge list. <laughs> oh, really? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's the problem. I just need to start stalking your TBR instead of my TBR. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the Whisper Man um, that I mentioned that's like earlier, a four point three. Yeah. I'm like the the mm-hmm. like fucking star like star <laughs> rememberer. <laughs> star rememberer. Yeah. Well said. Because <laughs> yeah. I I really do like to do my research and like I don't want to mm-hmm. waste my time. That's yeah, totally fair. The thing is, I guess like for me, I, kind of books and Lala talks about this a lot, where she likes things that a lot of people don't like. Mm-hmm. I kind of have that to some degree too. Um, where like sometimes, you know, I hate things that other people really love, or sometimes I love things that other people really hate. So I guess if the premise sounds interesting enough, I'm sometimes willing to overlook the stars. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning <laughs> that sometimes yeah. the stars are right. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been up to all of mm-hmm. my recent reads. And yeah, whatnot. yeah, it's uh, been a great past like month, I'd say. Yeah, of reading. Mm-hmm. We both read six books. Mm-hmm. A lot of them intermingled because we can't, we have no one else to recommend books to. It's exactly. like you and my mom. That's yeah. it. So we're kind of an echo chamber of like yeah. recommendations and stuff. But we also like, it didn't seem like it when we first started reading together, but it turns out like a lot of our taste overlaps. Like it's not exactly the same, but there's like a pretty big, like mm-hmm. middle to our Venn diagram, I would say. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's all thrillers and horror. <laughs> yeah. We need to branch out into other things to see, like, what else what else we both really like. True. Maybe I'll like sci-fi. Recursion's going well, so we shall see. Well, I won't like it, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. That was the We Can't Read podcast. If you liked that episode, make sure to subscribe for more of our bookish takes and follow We Can't Read podcast, link in the description, on Instagram for updates. Stay tuned for our next episode.